Hello and welcome to a brand new edition of the Current Account Podcast. I'm your host, Hamsini Karthik, and joining me today is a very interesting and a popular person in the payment space, Ketan Patel. He's the co-founder and CEO of Mspipe Technologies. Ketan is here with us to decode what it takes for a company to operate in the payments industry, the different kind of licenses that one would need, and more importantly, how does one fit the required criteria to get a license? Well, Mswipe Technologies received a PA or a payment aggregator license a couple of days back. How is that going to change life for the company? Ketan is here to decode all of that and more in this podcast. Listen. Hi, Ketan. It's just wonderful to have you on the podcast with us. Thank you so much. Um, there's there's a lot of action that's happened in the payment space over the last couple of months, maybe even a year, and. Uh, let me start congratulating you for the payments aggregator license that landed on Mswipe a couple of days back. Thank you, Amsini, for both for uh, inviting me over your podcast and uh, for the license too. Great. What does a payment aggregator license mean to Mswipe? How is it going to change your or alter your business structure? I'll uh, break this up into three parts. Mm-hmm. One is uh, the most important discussion which is happening around the ecosystem which is mm. regulation mm. so this gives me a isi sort of a stamp uh, saying that you know uh, since rbi has given me the blessings of running my business that means i might be doing something right mm-hmm. in uh, today's mm-hmm. day and age where regulation has become such a big word mm. this is my you know kosher moment where you know rbi is saying that you know fine your processes are good your systems are good and this is a business which you can do which is a uh, extension to what I'm doing currently. Mm. Secondly, I feel that uh, the licensing thing is not going to stop only at online. At some point in time, it is going to come to offline also. Mm-hmm. So whenever offline payment businesses are going to be regulated, it holds me in good stead, right? Uh, that licensing becomes easy for me. I'm predominantly going to be a offline player, but this helps me think ahead of time on whenever uh, RBI wants to issue offline payment licenses, it will be easier for me to get. So that is the first regulation. Second, you see that happening soon? Yeah, yeah. I think in the next uh, couple of years at least, it will happen. Mm-hmm. It'll, mm-hmm. It'll happen. So uh, second is from a customer point of view. Okay. Mm-hmm. So small merchants don't have the ability to go to larger players and get a payment gateway, right? Not that they want a payment gateway, but they want payment links. They want to send links to their customers. Mm -hmm. And uh, now payment links being part of payment gateway is a regulated entity, Mm -hmm. a regulated activity. You Mm -hmm. will not find small merchants going to a larger player and saying that, you know, we want this. Right. Second is from a reconciliation point of view. He's not going to have two players. He's a small player, right? He is doing 100,000 rupees worth of transactions a month. He can't have two players. Uh, and it doesn't have any integration per mm. se, right? Mm. So uh, that helps me give a 360 degree view to my customer as far as payment acceptance is concerned. So I am there offline, I'm there online. If he wants to accept payments, he can use any of my devices, stroke services to accept payments. So I'm covering the loop completely. Sure. And third, you know, uh, which is from a business, a future business point of view, I don't. Uh, we don't want payment gateway to, to be the first product that we'll ever sell, right? right. Uh, it is going to be an add-on product always for us. So we are an offline player, and for us, payment gateway is going to be an add-on product that we 
offered to our customer. Third mm. is, you know, we we pivoted our business into two parts now. One is where we do our own acquiring, and the second is banks, right? On on, on my own acquiring, this will be an additional product. But for the bank, where I'm already doing offline business, this can be a white label product which I can offer to them. On top of it, you know, a lot of people are applying for payment licenses. They have mm. nothing to do with payments. PG is not only a PG, right? There is a lot of thing which is happening at the back end. There is the onboarding, there is risk management, there is a payment, there is a gateway, there is a switch, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people will not have this. I look at this as an opportunity mm-hmm. for my SaaS business to play out. Oh, nice. Okay. All these guys, I can offer any or all of my services, mm-hmm. right? This is what the payment business is all about or a payment license or PG license is all about. You touched upon a very important thing that, you know, this is like a kosher moment for you. It's sort of endorsing that uh, processes that M-Swipe follows is well within the framework. And in the last one year or in the last 18 months, we've seen the whole uh, licensing process for PAPG become a little more difficult. Applications are getting rejected and so on. Is it really a very critical part of the payment space that requires monitoring and licensing so much? It's not that PAPG licenses opened up yesterday or so. It's been there for a long time. It's gaining prominence now. Why? So, you know, globally, Mm. PAPG is a regulated activity. It is. Right? Only in India, you are allowed to do PAPG without a license. Yes. Right? But now with the regulator want to regulate this activity, Mm. it is to protect the customer. Right? Customer is people like Mm. you and me doing transactions Mm. and we don't. Regulator doesn't want and there are a lot of complaints happening on these guys getting defrauded on online transactions which they are doing. Right? Mm. Regulating the activity Mm. or ensuring that the you have a proper KYC of the vendor. You know what sort of a business is he doing and know or the frauds reduce. No fraud would not be the right statement, but uh, people who are entering the system to defraud reduces. Right? Mm. And you are part of the money flow. You are part of the money flow. Mm. have to be regulated. You can't have a situation where both ends of the money flow are regulated, but the uh, middleware is Which, not. Uh-huh. Right? You can't have that. Right? The entire process or the entire flow mm. has to be regulated. So, I don't see it is good. It is actually good that, you know, you'll have only good players staying. The guys who don't understand this business or don't believe in regulations will not be there. And the other thing is, uh, you know, regulation is a level playing field. Right. Uh, what hits mm. you, hits the Everyone. largest player also, mm. right? Parameters are set. Everybody yes. has to work within those parameters. Your money power, which initially helped you gain more business, doesn't hold true now. Right? Mm. You have to follow mm. the same rules mm. that mm. everyone else has to follow. Mm. So I feel it's a level playing field. Mm. And I've said mm. this in a lot of uh, conferences where I've spoken that, you know, it's time for people to shape up or ship out. <laughs> Perfect. I'll just extend that a little, okay? Uh, as such, the cry for the payments industry is that being a pure payment person, you don't make money in the business. That's the that's the larger notion. Therefore, everybody wants a plus plus lending becoming the easier part of it. Um, and on top of it, if you're going to add layers of regulation to it, is payments going to be a viable financial business? How do you see it evolve? So this, you know, is a larger question where a company needs to decide what it is going to focus on. Is it going to focus on value creation or valuation? <laughs> Okay. All right. If you are going to focus on valuation, then you will end up 
taking those loss making deals and you will not make money on payments but payments itself globally is a money making business there are right. only payment companies right mm. uh, and they've made money yeah. and uh, just to tell you uh, mswipe makes money on payments so we are a ebitda company ebitda positive company for EBITDA the last positive. for the last 15 months okay depreciation will be high because i invest i am an offline player who okay. investing a lot in capex but uh, i'm a ebitda positive company if i remove the depreciation or i'll make money so uh, it's not that payments can't make money mm. uh, it depends on what do you want to do mm. Uh, mm. we are we are not interested in market share we are interested in getting the customer in mm. giving mm. him the right products mm. helping him grow and in the process making mm. our two three whips in that mm. that is our our thought process and like i said we are in into value creation for the entire ecosystem Uh, which is us, the customer, the shareholders, and the employees, and not in the game of valuation. We've never been. We don't understand that. That's a very uh, tough uh, uh, speed spot to not think about. No, no, I agree. But the thing is, you know, uh, over a period of time, it plays out, right? And I right. come from the Kotak background. Kotak never played for valuation. <laughs> we were never taught. We were always, you know, taught to do what is right for the firm, mm. and in the process. You will make money. Mm-hmm. Time period may be longer, but then you are building a business which mm-hmm. will be beyond you. Mm-hmm. You want to create a business which is there after you also. After you as well. Mm-hmm. That's that's the plan. That's where Manish and I are very clear. We mm-hmm. don't. We are focused on value creation, not on valuation. Perfect. Uh, we'll come to the last part of it. That is, you are a full-fledged payments company. Is there any part that you see missing at this moment, or? what are the uh, if somebody wants to be a full fledged payment services what are the different components that one would need to essentially ensure is all in place and the flip part of that question is that we are seeing a lot of applications getting rejected especially in the last one year where is it that you know things are not uh, ticking the right boxes that rejections could happen if you are going to apply for a payment license or payment uh, aggregator license because it is going to help you in your valuation okay without having a need for having a license the regulator is not going to give you regulator doesn't care what you are putting on your uh, presentation slide for uh, garnering investment right ultimately uh, the regulator would look at whether this is required and how you going to help the ecosystem if a panwala is going to apply for a payment aggregator license i don't think the regulator will get gift, right so it has to be there has to be a use case right second there are you have to have a minimum net worth of 25 yes. crores mm-hmm. uh you need to ensure that your systems are audited mm-hmm. you have the tech where it will so there are a lot of things that and this one also has a fit in proper criteria yeah, which yeah. is a grace yeah. spot in the whole banking ecosystem plus, plus uh, the company should be in good state uh-huh. management should be in good state so uh, it's 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 a there are multiple uh, factors that are considered while uh, giving you a payment aggregator license so uh, Uh, a lot of people will be rejected because i don't think and plus uh, rbi would talk to you right would ask you why do you want the license if you are going to give them a cock and bull story i don't think uh, they are going to give you that license right you should have a clear cut plan on what are you going to do with the license and uh, that is the reason why a lot of people are rejected and will continue to be rejected so that was the first part of your second you asked is uh, what all components or what are what are the like papg tpap um, what all uh, requirements See, need to be in place the acquiring space okay right 
then you need a PAP online for online. Offline, there is no regulation going forward. There will be a regulation and a TPAP if you are doing UPI as well. Beyond that, everything is cross-sale, right? Uh, NBFC is a cross-sale. You don't need a, so uh, we have all the three licenses. Uh, we have a PPI license, we have a mm. NBFC license and a PA license, PA license. Right? but uh, the other two licenses are a, are a cross-sale, mm. right? It is not nothing to do with payments. Per it day. isn't, it isn't. Right? So payments, you need a TPAP and a uh, PA license, PAPG license and going forward, if there is going to be a, a license required for offline, then I think these are the only three licenses that you would require. With that, it's a wrap on this edition. We'll come back to you soon again with another interesting topic. Till then, take care and goodbye.